What up, friends? I am coming to you live from a little kid's table in the office in my mom's house. And if you could see me, you would laugh. Um, <laughs> but it's awesome because I have a hot 30 minutes right now to train you guys on all things money management, financials, taxes, paying yourself, and all the things. It's going to be so good. I'm going to talk to you about how to set up for success when it comes to your business from a profit standpoint. I'm going to talk to you about money management, actually setting things up on a monthly basis, what to do, what to save for, how I pay myself in my business, the programs that I personally use, and then finally how I implement all of the things I'm going to teach you. When you're done with this episode, I hope that you feel so confident about running your business from the back end. It's going to be great. And shout out to, to Brooke Janae from Brooke Janae Photography for bringing this topic to me and all of these incredible questions. I know you guys are going to love it. But before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know about something I'm so newly passionate about, but God has revealed to me in a really big way that I think you might want to be a part of. July 30th is World Day Against Trafficking, right? Like literally human trafficking, guys. And if you haven't heard, we have a massive, massive occurrence of child trafficking happening here, right here, even in the United States, but more importantly, really all across the world. And, and the organization that I really have, my, really have my heart and focus and attention paired up with right now is... Operation Underground Railroad. And you can find out more about Operation Underground Railroad at ourrescue.org. But they basically exist to rescue children from sex trafficking. And if y'all, I mean, if y'all don't know about this, let me just share with you quickly something that I think will really open your eyes and your heart to the fact that we can do more. One in four victims of trafficking are children. More than two-thirds of trafficking victims fall into this category, including more than 10 million adults and nearly 4 million children. And the International Labor Organization reports that forced labor generated $150 billion in illegal profits per year, not to mention the amount of children that are being forced to do things that are just really horrific and I believe absolutely evil. And so if we, as Christian mompreneurs and powerful fighters for God's kingdom can do anything. There are two things that I believe we can do as we near this very, very important day on July 30th. Number one, we can spread awareness. And I think what you can do to spread awareness about child trafficking is go watch Tim Ballard's, he's the one that started Operation Underground Railroad. Watch his documentary on Amazon Prime. It's called Operation Toussaint. I have no idea if I'm saying that right, but it's Operation T-O-U-S-S-A-I-N-T based on this true story of how he got started. It'll bring awareness. Watch that and share it with two people. Or if you feel led to donate and support the cause, you can head to Operation Underground Railroad, click the red donate button at the top right, and give what you can. I know times are tough. I know money is tight. But whatever you can give towards this incredible cause, let's do it. Let's show up for the children of God and remember that they don't have a voice. They can't rally. They can't speak up. They can't protest. They can't do anything but live in silence. And so we have to be the voices for these kids. And if we can do anything, 
and it's free, we can spread awareness. So I encourage you guys to do some research. Head on over to ourrescue.org, Google Operation Underground Railroad. Support them if you can. Let's rise up for the kids. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yes, yes we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Okie dokie pokey, it is time to learn about some money management girls. So let me disclaimer this lovely little episode and let you know I am not a tax professional, even though I have a degree in accounting and finance, which is so hilarious based on what I do now, but I am not a tax professional. I am only going to be sharing with you today what I personally do in my own business. I am also not a lawyer. So I am only going to be sharing with you what I personally do in my own business. This is in no way, shape, or form meant to be a recommendation for what you should do in your business. It's just to give you guys some guidance and some insight into how I manage things. I, of course, recommend before you implement any new strategy, before you begin any of the programs or things I mentioned here, that you do meet with an attorney and you do meet with a tax professional to be sure that that is the right plan for you. All right, so let's get started here. So number one, what the heck do does money management and business financials even mean, Stephanie? Okay, when you get started in your business, you want to be set up for success. You want to have the things in place for the day that you do become profitable, okay? Now, what does profit mean? There are a couple of terms here that I want you guys to, to understand. The first term is revenue. Revenue is the top line of your income statement, which basically means how much gross money, how many, how much actual sales did you make in your business? That's going to be the top line of your business financial. The next thing that's going to happen is you're going to have expenses, right? Y'all know those expenses. You've got um, programs you're investing in, courses, coaching, whatever the things are that you do in your business are your expenses. At the bottom there, when you take away expenses from your revenue, you're left with a number, which is your gross margin or your profit, okay? Your profit in your business. And so we really care about this number because from your profit, you are then able to do some awesome stuff, right? With your profit, what is left at the end of the day in your business, you are able to what? Pay yourself, pay your taxes. I don't know if that's awesome or not, but you know what I mean? You're able to do some other things for me. Something that's really important to me is I tithe, and we're going to get into that in a little bit here. Uh, whatever else you want to do, you want to give to um, charitable organizations, like I had mentioned earlier in this episode, you can do that, right? So having profit in your business is the goal. But before we make a profit, we want to be sure that we have some things in place so that we're not sitting there staring at the business a year later going, oh, poop, 
I was supposed to be paying taxes on this. I was supposed to be managing the books from the back end. I was, was I supposed to have a tax person? Was I supposed to have all these things in place? And you're panicking. Let me tell you what, managing your business from a money perspective is actually, in my opinion, not that difficult. So I'm just going to walk you through kind of how I set things up, how I then manage this process on a monthly basis, and finally, how I implement and what I do with my profit every single month. So it's going to be super fun. Let's start with category one, which is the setup of your business. You have a couple of options, y'all, when you start setting up your business. And you can do this yourself or you can get a lawyer. And mainly what I'm going to see for those of you that are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, running a side hustle, most of the people that follow me, you guys are all online entrepreneurs. So probably you're going to be picking between an LLC or a sole proprietor. And then some of you with really big businesses or you're running an actual brick and mortar or or for whatever else you might be looking for tax, certain tax things, you might be looking at an S-corp or a C-corp. Now, the only one I can personally speak to, the, the ones I can speak to are a sole proprietor and an LLC. I have chosen to become a LLC, which stands for a limited liability company. And the reason I have chosen to do that is because as a limited liability company, my personal assets are protected from my business. So if someone was to come to me and sue me, because I have an LLC that is housing my entire business, they can't go after my personal assets, okay? If you're a sole proprietor, you are kind of one big cohesive thing. So if somebody was to sue you, they could potentially you know, take your home or, or take your, your savings and that type of thing. So from a legal perspective, I have chosen to become an LLC. Now, here's the thing that's important for you to consider is running an LLC in my state is 35 bucks a year. <laughs> so obviously that's the smart choice for me. Some of you may find that having an LLC is $1,000 a year. So you really have to weigh the pros and cons of what type of business structure that you want to be. And that's why if you're unsure of that, I would highly recommend doing a consultation with a lawyer and a tax professional to see which one would be right in your situation, okay? And here's another thing. I initially went with LegalZoom to set up my LLC. I, I paid hundreds of dollars, 500 bucks. They set up all the things. And then I came to find out, you guys, I could have just done it myself through my state uh, website, my um, Secretary of State website for $35 a year. And it's just so ridiculous. So be sure you do your research on, on how to actually go about that process as well, because you may find that it's a really simple process once you've determined which structure is right for you. So I set up as an LLC. The next thing that I had to do was split my business and my personal financials, okay? So what did I do? I went over to my bank and I have personal accounts, right? We've got personal um, savings accounts, personal checking accounts. My kids have a checking and saving, not checking, a savings account as well. And we have a whatever else account, okay? Those are all personal accounts. I then had to open up from my bank business accounts, because here's the most important thing that you guys need to remember. You must keep your business 
financials, your business purchases, your business savings, your business payments separate from your personal assets, right? That's the whole purpose of having an LLC covering your business. And you need to make that very clear distinction if you were ever sued, right? From a, from a liability standpoint, can you prove that your assets are separate? So I created separate bank accounts. I have a business and it's titled the same as my LLC, a business checking a business savings, a business tax account, and a business tithe account, which is a savings account, saving for taxes and saving for tithe. All of those things are in under a business category at my bank. So now I've got a clean slate, personal and business. And my husband, who has an actual corporate job, all of his money runs through the personal accounts because taxes are already being withheld from my husband's job, right? So those of you that are running at a actual entrepreneurship business, that is going to be a separate beast that you need to deal with. The next thing I did was get a business credit card. I need a completely separate credit card than my personal card, right? Because again, your expenses need to be separated, business versus personal. Guys, don't get overwhelmed. So far, the things I have, I've just taught you would take you one whole day, okay? One day, you figure out how you wanna structure the business, you do the paperwork. You head to the bank, you open the accounts. Even better, just do it online. Then you open the business credit card that links to the business checking account that's gonna pay off the credit card every single month. Why do I have a business credit card instead of just paying from my bank account? Girl, I need those Southwest points. You better believe when COVID is over, your girl is hopping on a plane and going to Puerto Vallarta for a hot month. Y'all, I was supposed to go to Puerto for my 35th birthday and we can't go, we couldn't go because of COVID and I am just the, the beach and the waves and boogie boarding and sand in my toes and a nice little pina colada in my hand. It is calling my name. So I am racking up the points, but we, we never, and I mean never, allow credit card balances to stay. We pay them off in full every single month, but we want to get the points. So that's just an extra strategy for you if there's a credit card that offers something you want charge things and pay them off every single month. Okay, the next thing that I did was decide from day one, okay, that I was I was never going to get caught in a tax situation again. So rewind back eight years when I started network marketing, I was just willy-nilly. I didn't track my income. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't check with the tax person. I didn't know what was due. And I ended up not paying my state um, gross receipts tax on my commission. Now, there's only a few states that do that, but New Mexico is one of them, okay? And so what happened is after five years making multiple six figures in network marketing, I found out that I actually owed $18,000 in back taxes for something that I didn't know that I didn't know. So that's why it's important for you guys to get with a tax person, even if it's like an hour or two, to just make sure that you are paying the correct taxes. So when I started this business, Stephanie Gass LLC and the Mompreneur Mastermind brand and all the things I do, I decided that I was going to save and pay and be so intentional about never missing anything in my, in my business from a financial perspective ever again. Because you guys, getting an unexpected audit or tax bill, that sucks. And to not be prepared for it financially, thank God that God 
is working with me in my business. And he was able to pour that provision down upon me so that I could not be stressed about it. And I knew that he would and he did. And glory to God. But I would like to not have that happen again, if you know what I mean. So here's what happens for me. So we're moving to number two, which is the monthly management of the business. So as I make money in my business, everything's tied to my business bank accounts. When I make a sale, it's directly deposited through PayPal or Stripe or wherever through Thrivecart directly into my business checking account. That is what receives all of my revenue. Okay. Then every single month on the last day of the month, I go in and I calculate 25% of that revenue. Okay. Right off the bat, I take the highest number. Let's say I made $100,000 just as a very easy example. And that's, that's not an easy example. Why did I do that? Um, let's say that I make $1,000, okay, in that month. And I'm going to take 25% of that $1,000, which would be $250. I'm going to move it into my business um, tax account. It's just a little savings account. That's it. But it's called the business tax account. Why am I moving that amount of money over every single month? Because my friends, when you start to profit in your business, you are no longer going to get a um, refund from your taxes, from federal and state taxes anymore. You are going to pay. So you need to be prepared for that, all right? So I'm putting that money directly into my tax savings account every single month on the last day of the month. I am also taking 10% of the total gross revenue and moving it into my tithing account. It's again, just a simple savings account under the business bracket called a a tithe savings account or tithe account. So that would be $100, right? So we made $1,000 and that's not taking into consideration any expenses, but I'm going to take 25% and you guys need to calculate an estimated tax percentage for you. And remember, you are going to have write-offs. You will have things that are not going to hit that number. But um, I also have a husband who has a normal job and he puts the max into saving for taxes for us. So while we're in a much higher bracket, the actual anticipated payment for us is roughly 25%. So if I have 250 bucks moved into tax and I have $100 in my tithe account, I am left with $650 in revenue. Actually, sorry, $650 in profit. Now, again, this does not include anything to do with um, expenses at this point. This is just what you made. So the next step, okay, the next step is to go and figure out what's my actual profit. Because I think what happens is, is, Y'all see a revenue number like, oh, I made a hundred bucks, woo! But what you're not including in there is your tax, your tithe, your expenses to figure out what's actually left in this number and what do I do with that? Do I pay myself? Do I just save it? Like what happens? So I first wanna talk about the tithe for a second and we're gonna get back to our training here. Seth, like, Let's can we, let's just talk about the tithe for a minute, okay? You guys are incredible, God-led, kingdom, 
building incredible women on this planet. You would not be listening to my show if you were not semi like me, if you did not believe that God was the leader of your life and your business, if you did not believe that God was gifting you all of who you are, if God was not bringing you the clients and the revenue and the sales and the all the things, right? So then the question is, ooh, but do you tithe? And how much do you tithe? And should I tithe? And uh, So hear me, okay? I personally choose to tithe 10% of both my husband and I, our total revenue. So the highest number, if we make, let's just use an easy number, $100,000 together collectively, we would pay 10% of that of every single month to our church. That is what we have chosen to do. Why? Well, because I believe that the directions of our life come come from scripture. And I'll read you guys a couple of, of um, verses here. Genesis 14, 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. A tenth of everything. And let me explain something. Um, Interestingly, and this is from just some information I found online, but this is actually what it says at, and I don't know why I'm on this website right now, but it's pushpay.com. Give credit where credit's due. It says that the Israelites back then, based on what, you know, their assets were worth, it was actually roughly 23% of their income. So what's interesting though, for me is, oh, should I give 23%? Should I give 10? Tithe literally means 10th. It literally, literally means 10th, which I think is so interesting um, because I believe that in scripture, there are so many things that can be, can be misinterpreted. But when you look at the word tithe, it actually means 10th. So we choose to do a 10th of our income. And why do we choose the church? We choose our church because we truly believe in our church's mission. We believe that our church is spreading good in the world in a way that we personally cannot. We believe that our church is pouring into our community. They are giving back to the homeless. They are helping people. They are starting um, pop-up churches in Africa and all these places. And the things they are doing, we personally believe in. Here's another scripture that I want to read to you guys. This is Genesis 28, 20. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full 10th to you. Um, You know, what's crazy about this verse here, y'all, and this is actually Genesis 28, 20 through 22, is that it's all from God, right? The bread to eat, the clothing to wear, um, the home that he built. It's from God anyway. All that we have is from God, your house, your money, your life, <laughs> like the cells in your body. And if we can't give a tenth back as a thank you, as a, as a for me, what it's showing is... Um, Surrender. It's showing that I trust you. Yes, I could spend that 10% on something that I want. Sure, but I can't because I have to prove and stand beside my belief that 
God gave everything to me, so he is worthy of what I can give back to him to do more good in the world. Now, maybe you're not super religious, or maybe that doesn't sit with you, or maybe there's not a church that you believe in. And I know that this is very controversial right now, so preacher's daughters, do not yell at me. But what I also think is if you are being called to give to a certain charity or a certain mission or a certain thing that you know will create good and will further God's will in the world for your tithe or your blessing, okay. I don't think that there's one answer to where that 10% has to go for everyone. And that's just my personal opinion. That is my personal opinion. But um, that's just how I feel. So anyway, that being said, we give 10% to tithe. If I can, if we can, um, we can give extra. Like, for example, giving back to the... um, Operation Underground Railroad, giving back to to something that you believe in, in addition to, like we funded um, my husband's brother to go to Africa and he did a medical work for them. And that was a gift that we wanted to give him that was going to spread good and love in the world. So guys, the good you can do on a monetary basis, it's always going to come back to you. I promise. Like I have seen such blessing in my business and my bank account when I stopped focusing on the money and how much I could save and having my accounts at a certain level and just letting it flow, letting God, his will do work when it came to my finances. And I would, I personally would recommend a 10% tithe. Okay. And so what we do is then every six months we pay out the tithe. Why do I do that? Because my income is not standard, right? Like my income has huge months and my income has normal months. And so it's really hard to give a recurring amount because I don't make a recurring amount of money. So I just save the 10% every month. And then on June 30th and December 30th, I pop it over into my church. Okay, that's how I handle the tithe. So then the next step is looking at, let's then pivot into expenses and managing on a, on a monthly basis how to calculate your actual profit. For a while, <laughs> an embarrassing while, I used an Excel spreadsheet to try to do my budget, to try to do my finances, and y'all, just no. And then I tried Mint, didn't love it, didn't love it. And then finally, finally, like, I don't know, six months ago, I was like, I am done. I'm done. This is so annoying. I'm getting QuickBooks. Let me tell you, best $17 a month I have ever spent, and that includes my TurboTax um, payment. So I, we do our own taxes. My husband and I are both accountants by schooling. So we do our own TurboTax, and it includes it. If you have a, an accountant running your taxes for you, you can do the cheaper version of QuickBooks, which is $7 a month. You guys, here's what's so cool about QuickBooks. I linked up all of my business accounts. I use QuickBooks self-employed, by the way, and I'm gonna give you guys my link in a minute so you can save. But I, I linked up all my business accounts and I linked up all my personal accounts. I spent a couple of hours telling QuickBooks what type of expenses were what. So you will code your expenses You'll say, is this business or personal or split? 
You'll then choose the category, like is it a utility bill? Is this a business expense? What type of business expense? Is this shopping? Is this medical? And once you code something, QuickBooks will create a rule. So for example, if I always receive business income from PayPal, QuickBooks is smart. It no longer asks me what this chart or this income is. It knows. This is a business income. Done, done, done. So on a weekly basis, all I have to do is get into my QuickBooks account and there are maybe two or three things that need coding. I click the buttons to code everything and then here's the beauty. At the click of a button, the click of a button, you guys, I can look at how much money we have made on a per, as a household and just my business. I can look and see where's the income coming from. I can look at where are the expenses going. I can pull up reports. I can see a profit and loss statement at a glance for any time frame. I can click business and personal expenses breakdown report and it'll show me where my money's going and I can click deeper and deeper to see an actual line by line. It will also figure out my estimated taxes. It's incredible. When I paid my tax recently for 2019, I clicked a button and, and uh, QuickBooks populated TurboTax for me. It's like, y'all, it's legit. It's so legit. I'm telling you what. And I'm going to talk about taxes in a minute because you're probably like, ooh, taxes. Like, what do I pay? When do I pay it? I'm going to talk to you about that last. So anyway, QuickBooks is what I recommend to run your books, to run your actual business on a monthly basis, okay? And my affiliate link for QuickBooks, if you guys want to get QuickBooks and get my pricing for it, like I said, seven bucks a month, which is insane, go to Intuit, I-N-T-U-I-T dot me, intuit.me slash I love QuickBooks, all lowercase. I-N-T-U-I-T dot me slash I love QuickBooks. Amazing. I just can't. I can't, y'all. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. If there's one thing you take away from this episode, there's a lot of good takeaways on this episode, but QuickBooks is what's up. So then let me tell you the next step, taxes, okay? On a monthly basis... I pay my state gross receipts tax. Where I live, I actually have to pay that tax on every dollar I make. Kind of sucks because it's kind of could be seen as double taxation. It just is the way to, that it is. I don't really worry about it. I don't fight taxes, guys. It's just not my battle. So I go to my Secretary of State, State website, the New Mexico tax website, and I just pay my thing. There's a specific rate. It's right in there and I pay it every single month. Non-issue. Okay. Then every quarter I have to pay my estimated state and federal tax. And the cool part about QuickBooks is that I actually can just click a button. It tells me my estimated tax due each quarter. I click one button after I have set up from the um, that website, which it gives you the website. And I click pay and it automatically pays it for me. And the beauty is because I've been saving my 25% of revenue inside my bank account, it's not, a, it's it's cool. It's fine. I, I've got that money there. I'm ready to go. It's not a surprise 
at the end of your really profitable year, which you all are going to have when you're like, uh-oh, I owe 50 grand in taxes. No problem. You've been saving for it. That's the most important thing here is to be proactive about your finances. Okay, final part of this puzzle is what? how do I then pay myself? Like I'm doing all of these things. I'm making all of this money. Um, I'm saving for taxes. I'm paying my tithe. I'm doing all the things. I've got QuickBooks. But like, can I actually take some money out of here for myself? So because of how I am structured, so that's another thing to consider. If you guys do something like an S-Corp or C-Corp, you're going to have different rules. So please, again, get with a tax and lawyer and get all of your stuff figured out. But for me, the way that we are structured as an LLC, paying out our taxes um, as a family, you as doing an LLC, being taxed as an individual, what I do is we have determined how much money that we need from me as like a paycheck, quote unquote, every month to just cover the bills, right? Because my husband's salary pretty much covers everything and we only need a small amount from mine to cover the bills. So what I do is I just have a auto direct deposit going from my business checking account. I think it's like 3000 bucks uh, going from business checking automatically paying into our personal checking account. Why is that okay? It's okay because we've already paid tax on that money, okay? We've already paid our taxes, so we are then free to do what we want with our profit. Now, if I need to take more out, I can. If I wanna move money to different buckets, I can. Why? Because I've already paid taxes on that money, okay? So the most important thing is really making sure you're tracking all your income and all your expenses from a business perspective in your business uh, bank accounts, business credit cards, using QuickBooks to code everything. You're properly paying your taxes on time. (laughs) You're saving for taxes every single month. And then you are determining what that amount is that you want to pay yourself. If you guys just want to vary that amount, like whatever you want to pay yourself every month, that is, that is cool too. Here's the other thing. Because we only pull $3,000 a month out of my business checking, that checking account is growing and growing and growing and growing. And if I want to reinvest it in my business, right? Like if I want to outsource more things, if I want to buy more systems, if I need to buy a new laptop, if I need to whatever, like if I had a, an office building or something, All of that money is already there sitting in my business as cash flow. It's ready to be used to further my business. It can also just be moved to a savings account. So that's kind of the way that I'm managing my business. Um, I really hope that this was helpful for you guys. Thank you to Brooke for um, bringing up all of these great questions. I think these questions are amazing. And uh, yeah, again, highly recommend QuickBooks, you guys. And again, my link is intuit.me slash I love QuickBooks. That's I-N-T-U-I-T dot me slash I love QuickBooks. Um, if you guys need additional help on QuickBooks and managing your business from the back end, one of my clients, Stephanie Perenza, is creating the uh, Business Basics Bootcamp where she teaches how to set up your books and how to do QuickBooks Self-Employed. So if you guys want to get on the waitlist for her new course, um, her name is Stephanie Perenza and she runs Business Minded Mama on Instagram. Hit her up. She's amazing. You'll love her program. 
And then finally, last thing, guys, uh, let's pray for the kiddos. Okay, we know that World Trafficking Awareness Day is coming up on June 30th. I have told you guys all about Tim Ballard and his amazing mission. Also, Operation Underground Railroad, which is at ourrescue.org. Do what you can. At least pray for them, okay? Uh, if you can bring awareness in some way, that's awesome. But I would ask you to bow your heads with me now and let's pray over this day. Let's pray over this mission. Let's pray over Tim. And if you guys will just join me in this prayer, I think that hopefully God, hopefully, no, we know God will hear our prayer. He will hear the roar in heaven coming up from us, asking him to come down. And you know, the beauty is that we know the truth will be revealed because the Bible says so. And it's only a matter of time. And all we can do now is pray for those precious, precious children of God to be protected. So Lord, we call out to you. We call out and ask you to hear our prayer now. We pray over all of the children and all of the people that are being trafficked across this planet, whether it be for sex trafficking or, or exploitation or work or all of the labor, whatever the thing is, God, we ask you to just be with them. Give them courage. Give them comfort. We ask you to save them, to give them that solace that there will be a day where their glory will come. And that day may not be here on this planet, but it will be in your kingdom and that the real comfort and peace comes from within you. We ask you to show them and reveal them your Holy Spirit comfort. We also ask that you pour into the people that can make a difference. We pray that every dollar that we donate to this mission, to helping these kids, to ourrescue.org and to help Tim Ballard and his company and his mission might be multiplied, gloriously, miraculously multiplied so that they can do more good. We pray that every time we open our mouths to share about what's happening with sex trafficking of kiddos, God, that you help spread that awareness like wildfire, that you light people up to do something, to pray out, to, to share, to give and whatever else we can do, God, we ask you to plant it in our hearts because we are not helpless when we have you fighting for us and fighting for these kids. We ask you to use us as their voices because those that cannot speak for themselves need to speak through us. Give us the words, God. Give us the courage. Give us whatever we need to actually make an impact for you. We pray, God, for your strength now more than ever to keep fighting because the world is hard and what we are all facing is hard and confusing, but we know that the enemy loves to use confusion and distraction for his good, but we rebuke that in your name because we are focused, we are kingdom focused, we believe and we trust in you, God, more than we ever have. Bring us together, bring us together in love, bring us together in the missions that you have over our lives. We love you, we believe in you, and we know that you waste nothing and that all of this will be used for your good and your glory in Jesus' name. I love you guys. I'll see you later. Love and light, Steph.